Welcome, welcome to another episode of Leading Lightly. Thank you to all of you who are listening. You're really the fuel that keeps me going on this mission. It was a promise I made to myself. The next senior leadership role I'd get, I'd kind of pay attention to what's going on, try and document some ideas and share them. And we're doing that on this podcast. Today, we're going to do a deep dive into a little further down the rabbit trail that we went on the previous episode about uh, some, you know, really fundamental human behavior. And we're going to leverage that same rabbit trail to build up how you measure trust and how you can determine if you're a trustworthy person. And I can tell you that really matters. You want to uphold your trust and your integrity. It'll make your life a lot easier. Today, I'm going to kind of share why that's important and why, how you should measure it on yourself. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Well, here we go into another deep dive. Uh, I'll jump into some simpler stuff. I've got a few other topics that we're going to talk about later. But right now, we're still diving deep into some real fundamental human behavior that I think is incredibly important to understand, especially as a leader. It drives a lot of the world, and I think a lot of people just don't understand its importance, and they don't leverage it properly to lead and make the world a better place and improve uh, people's lives and, and encourage people around them to lead better. So on that note, I'm going to start with a little story here about the how I used to leverage vulnerability. And my trick was quite simple. I because I ended up working at a university, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a master's or a PhD. Um, and I ended up in a very senior leadership role. And I always just kind of felt like, and I don't think this was true. I actually reflected on it. The further I've gotten from the university, the less I've believed this to be true. But I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder and I felt like people looked down their nose at me. And I've had a lot of these people reach out to me over the years, and they they did not treat me that way. So I don't know why my perspective was so negative, but it was. And I'm hoping to learn and change that. However, I had a trick that I learned. And that was because I was a farm kid and came from, you know, a rural background, I always felt like I could leverage that to get people to trust me, or at least tell me what they're really thinking in a situation. So what I would do is I'd pick up some of my slang, leverage it a little bit and, uh, you know, play a little bit sillier and kind of ask questions that I knew weren't quite the best questions to get people to completely open up. And then what would happen is once they would open up to me, uh, my goal after that was to uphold that trust because they had told me things that was very important to them, but they thought it was safe to expose it to me because I was a, you know, a rural farm kid. I was trustworthy, but I also found like that slang. I found that that would help people to tell me more and more stuff, which, you know, it works for a while, but once you kind of get into a more and more senior leadership roles, people don't, 
they don't really underestimate you like they did when you uh, when you were getting started. But here's the thing that I'm going to tie all of this to is what I noticed while I was doing all of this is everybody seemed like as soon as they thought they could trust you, as soon as they thought that you were a trustworthy person, I couldn't believe what people would tell me. They would completely unload all sorts of stuff that I should or should not have known about and completely open up. And all it took was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of a different accent and a little bit of caring about the person. And the next thing I know, they'd completely open up. I started to notice that this was happening a lot. And then I kind of was reflecting. I was like, well, why would people open up to you? Why do people, you know, almost in a way expose their vulnerabilities to those around them? And I think this ties into the previous episode, which if you haven't listened to it and you're interested in this, I would recommend you to listen to it. But in the previous episode, I'm talking about fundamentals for survival. Like we are, we would either fight or we would run in situations. And in this environment, uh, our fighting and running are, um, they look very different than when we had, uh, when we were more nomadic and we were, we were legitimately fighting and running. So if you're interested in that, think, uh, or listen to that episode and I think you'll really enjoy it. Now let's look at how that applies to vulnerability. So. Humanity, if we were to rewind back to when we were quite nomadic, the only way people were stronger was being living in community with others. And if like, just kind of go with me on this journey, I, I might be way off and I'll, I can do more research on this if I would ever turn into a course. But um, if you were to think about this, this concept what I believe people need to do is to build trust with each other. And, and the requirement for trust is vulnerability. Now the requirement for survival is community, other people in your community. And that's why community is such an indicator of health and longevity, but it's all about survival. So if you take that survival train down the trust thing, that would explain why people desire to be vulnerable. I fundamentally believe people desire to be vulnerable. I've I've seen this over and over again. Um, the amount of people that I've I'll, I'll give you a story that I can share. Um, I had somebody. Um, I think my parents were at my work. I think it was the first time in my career that they went came to my office, and right before they showed up, this caretaker walked into my office, closed the door, and sat down. And I have said hi to him. I've asked him how his family's doing. I've, uh, you know, I noticed one day he was having a bad day and I was like, how are you doing? And I was just checking in and he's a caretaker and he was one of the caretakers that go around and really work hard. And he was doing a good job. Anyways, he came into my office and closed the door and sat down and just started to, to cry. And he started telling me that his whole story and then it ended with how he was let go from his role. And the person who let him go doesn't know what he was doing. Now, this is this person's perspective. But wow, did he ever open up? I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there and my I, I kept kind of pulling my jaw back up as he was telling me this whole story. And I learned so much about 
um, the maintenance and caretaking area of that organization. I learned so much about him and he just completely opened up. Now you could say he didn't, uh, he didn't care because he was on his way out, but if he didn't care, I don't think he would have came into my office and, and started to open up. Now I've had this happen over and over and over again. And I think people fundamentally need to build community for survival. I don't think it's the same as some people have have said in some of the papers I've read. I think if you get down to the human fundamentals, it's to maintain a community, to, to build that network of people that you trust and that trust you. So if you were to take that, that thought um, and, you know, Tell me what you think. I might be way off here. I like, I don't really, it doesn't matter if I'm off. It's, it's about, uh, you know, doing right, not being right. So, you know, if you have a different perspective for sure, share it with me. But if you were to take this concept and you kind of deep dive into it, trust is a fundamental of building a team because people lean into people they can trust. Just think of the relationships you have and think of the worst situations you've had to overcome. And now think how many of those were a breach of trust. And what happened with that breach of trust is that person was fragmented or fragmented your community, which is your essence for your survival. I think it sounds like a farther stretch than it really is. So that's kind of the concept. Now, uh, I had this happen to me about four years ago, four and a half years ago. I trusted someone with some information that was very important to me. I was trying to turn something around in my life. And they leveraged that trust to destroy relationships. Four and a half years later, even though I absolutely love all those people involved and whatever, however that happened, um, it, it it broke me. It was it was a very hard thing to get over. It took it took a long time to recover. And now I'm fine. And now I don't want relationships with people who will breach my trust. So now I have a tighter circle of only the people that I really trust. And everyone else, I'll joke about things that don't really matter if other people know. But I have a deep uh, relationship with several of my friends. I would I I feel comfortable talking to them about anything. And uh, I live my life as a pretty open book. I'd rather people help me write the pages than me trying to write it myself um, when no one can see and give me some feedback. So if you were to consider leadership and your job is to build a strong community where people will step in and support each other, I think thinking about the fundamentals of survival and how people require to be vulnerable um, to grow like, just think of the benefits of vulnerability if it's placed in the right hands. You grow. Like, in this case, I was uh, the case I told you I was vulnerable to somebody because I was turning my life around on, on one issue that I was like, I am done with this. It's, it's gone. I will not deal with this anymore. And it was leveraged, right? So that breach of trust. Um, and, and now my growth is stunted a little bit in, in that direction. So I had to build another community of people that I can trust so that I can continue to grow. So if you think about that in, in your life as a leader, it's very important to consider 
what you do when someone gives you, and think about it this way, when someone tells you something that makes them very vulnerable, they're giving you a gift. Now, you can trash it, and I can promise you, you only get to trash a few in your life, or you can polish that gift up and use that gift to help that person make them stronger, and they'll do the same for you. And immediately when somebody gives you that moment of significant vulnerability, I think you have to look at it with that perspective. You have to look at it as a gift because that vulnerability is them offering you to join into their community. People may talk to you about, and and at work, at home, in your community, may talk to you about things that uh, you know would expose them in some way. And uh, man, I, I could go through a list, but I, I, these people trust me um, and I'll never, I'll never share that. Of course, you know, if someone did something illegal or, you know, um, I know as a youth worker or somebody who works with youth, if someone exposes something that's, that's not appropriate, um, you, you have a duty to report. That's different. I'm talking about telling people about your inner challenges and those things that most people would never see that happen behind closed doors, you know, one way or another, either your relationship with your, your partner or whatever those pieces are. Um, I'm talking about those moments. I think you need to see those for what they are. They are an invite into your community, into their community, and they will set you up for the same thing. Now, here's the deadly part about this is you have to evaluate that person before you open yourself up back to them. It's the number one way I think a lot of people can backstab is they come in, they're vulnerable with something that's not really as vulnerable as uh, it really needs to be. And you think that they trust you or they're building trust so they tell you something. So then you tell them something back. That transaction can be super deadly too. So I don't want to, I, I just can't finish this episode without recognizing the other half of this. People play vulnerability. Um, very successful people. I've seen some that leverage it all the time. I've seen people that are not successful are vulnerable to everyone. They're dumping all the time and they want everyone to listen to their story. I'm not talking about either of those. I'm talking about a genuine uh, reach out with vulnerability because they're offering you to join their community. I can't express how important it is to be able to start to measure that. And um, I think it's very important for you to determine whether you are trustworthy. So what do you do when someone gives you that gift? Are you a person who starts sharing it with other people? Are you a person that will hold it? And maybe this is what I do. I'll talk very um, anonymously about an issue in such a vague way that nobody would know who it is except for the person who shared it um, and 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 kind of get get people's feedback. But I never, never expose somebody for what they've told me. Because it's so important to build trust, especially in such a large community that we live in. So on that note, I just want you to think about it. Let me know what you think. Uh, again, reach out to leadinglightly at gmail.com. I'll respond or look me up on LinkedIn or whatever. I'm not on social media. There's a lot of reasons for that. 
that'd be like 50 podcasts. But um, anyways, I, what I would just say is think about what you're doing with your vulnerability. Are you leveraging it or are you giving it out to build community? Um, just add some more clarity around that. And then also go and add clarity to the people who are kind of passing you their vulnerability. Look, look for the signs, the warning signs that this could be deadly, but also look and, and treat it with the utmost respect if those people are doing it out of trust and they're trying to build that relationship with you. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com. Thank you.